Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman. We are with Matt Outlaw, and we are at Sandy Cooper uh, here in South Carolina. It doesn't get any better than this, does it, Matt? No, sir. This is my home lake. I got full-time right here. You know, I live I live about 45 minutes up the road on the upper end of Marion. But like I said, I got, I'm got Outlaw Outdoors, God Service. Now, this is this is my office where I'm at every day. Wow, what what amazing place! We were out on the water today, and it's just you know it's it's amazing. There's not a lot of building on the shoreline, and not very many boat docks, right? No, um, well, not on. We were on Moultrie today. You know, there's it's not many houses there. It's pretty ramble. And you get on Marion, you got you have quite a few houses on it, right? But um, you know, there's are two separate lakes. They're connected, but um, both of them, both lakes there. I mean, they act. They fish completely different, you know. The oh. Marion is my, the Upper Lake is my home lake. That's right. where I grew up fishing. I'm more comfortable in that lake. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of timber and standing trees and swamps in it. You know, Moultrie is just more of a wide open lake. It's right. a great lake. It's got big fish in it, but it, as you've seen this morning, it can get pretty, it can get pretty nasty too. With the, Even with not like not we're not talking like 25 mile an hour no, winds. It's six or seven mile an hour winds. It's, you know, it can get it can get pretty choppy out there. Do a lot of bouncing. Not yeah. good for live scope. Teaching no, people how to live scope is it? It'll it'll wear your leg out turning that trolling motor. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, let's talk about fishing uh, fishing in the spring. So if someone was to come and go on a guide trip, where would you be taking them in the spring, and what would you be doing? Um, you know, we I fish both lakes in the spring. It really depends on you know the wind. The wind determines. Obviously, if the wind's blowing, you're not going to be we're not going to be going on Moultrie. But um, you know, it's gonna be the fish are gonna be, for the most part, they're gonna be suspended out in open water. We'll have that live scope on, just covering a lot of water, trying to trying to pinpoint suspended open water fish. You know, they're not gonna be. You'll have some fish that's on structure for that. For the most part, in the spring, they're just gonna be out randomly swimming around, and that's one of my favorite ways to catch them when they're not on structure, because you're not you're not pinpointing a group of fish. You're pinpointing maybe one or two fish sitting together. Right. And obviously that time of year is when they're going to be probably the healthiest and the biggest they're going to be at the whole year yeah but um you know it's like says during you know february and march um maybe a little bit of end of january it's going to be open water for the most part like i said they're just going to be sitting out in no man's land that's yep. that's um takes a little bit more skill to catch them like that but that's an absolutely fun way to catch them all right, let's move into summer. Someone comes in on summer, and you're you're looking at what then? My opinion, the summer down here is probably the most consistent time of the year. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be brush pile fishing anywhere from seven eight foot of water to thirty foot of water. There, you know, anywhere you find a structure, whether it be a log or brush piles, they're gonna be the fish are gonna be stacked on them. That it's finding the fish that time of the year is not not normally not the problem that's pretty easy to find them you know a lot of times during the summer they can be a little bit harder to get to bite right you might have to use a little bit more live bait but for the most part the summer in my opinion is probably the most consistent time of the year on these lakes right then you move into fall what happens then the fall they start um like what we're in right now which is maybe one of my favorite times of the year you know they they're still on brush piles right now but a lot of your shallow water brush i say shallow water you know you're you're seven to 15 foot of water. You know, a lot of those fish are easing off that brush. There's still some on it right now, but right. they're starting to ease off of it, and they're moving out towards those deeper water brush, you know, that 20 to 30 foot of water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the more it cools off, the more fish will show up on that deeper brush. You know, 
you like to pull up on a brush and see three or four hundred fish on one brush pile. Wow. And when it starts, water temperature temperature starts dropping. You know, they've been finicky for the last three or four months in that hot weather. When it starts dropping out to, you know, the, in the 70s, the, you know, they start getting a little bit more active. They start biting better. They're starting to get fat for the winter. So that's, typically that's when this is probably my favorite time of the year. You, like I said, you see big numbers of good quality fish. Yep. Then what happens in the winter? I bet crappie fishing is good in the winter. It is in the winter. The winter is probably the most, in my opinion, the most inconsistent time. Right. You can be a hero or a zero. <laughs> yeah. Um. You you know you you'll start those deep water brush. Those fish a lot of fish will stay on them through the winter, but then you get into you get into January, they start leaving a lot of that brush and they start getting into the you know late winter, early what I call early spring pattern. They start start roaming around, but they're they're real scattered. You know you can catch that's January. Late winter is probably when you can catch probably the biggest fish of the year. They're oh, gonna wow. be, they're gonna be, you know, that's when you got your chance of catching a three pound fish. Uh huh. But they're gonna be a lot more scattered. You know, you can, you can find a, find find big groups of fish, catch them today. You go back tomorrow and you might not see nothing. They they're moving around a lot. They're chasing a lot of bait, getting fat for the spawn. Right. So it, it's a good time of the year, but it, it's probably my least favorite time of the year because one is it's cold. I don't like the cold. <laughs> Right. Dude, like it's it's to me it's more inconsistent down here. Uh huh. So let's talk about lures. So people come in. Uh, what kind of lures are you throwing? Um, I I like to, on these black crappie. I like to go small. Small. I, I like like the crappy monster upper um not uppercut but the outbreak. This is you know a little tiny jig. You can't hardly this time of year on these black crappie. You can't hardly go too small. Really. The tiniest the, the tinier you can get away with the better. It seems like. You know, when they're in the spring when they get a little bit more aggressive, you can get away with a big bait. But like summertime and right now, they're a little bit finicky. I want a, I want a tiny bait. Like a, it's wow. like an inch, inch and a quarter long jig. Jeez. It's tiny. And uh, hair jigs? I two do, here or I not? Do, I do use a lot of hair jigs. I have a buddy of mine that ties some for me, but I do use a lot of them. I use a lot of plastics. Like I said, the, um, the Crappy Monster Outbreak is a, is a great jig for this time of year. It's a real small jig. You know, it's actually uh -huh. a bluegill bait. Oh, but it works wow. But it works great for big crappy. So what what for people that don't know the black and white crappie they kind of behave different don't they? they? They do. They um the black crappie on this lake they tend to be ganged up. They like to they like to sit together. The white crappie and they like most time like on a brush pile. The black crappie like to sit in the top of it. Your white crappie they don't gang up quite as much, and they tend to be they tend to sit down deeper in the brush more towards the bottom. Uh -huh. um, now that being said, a black crappie, in my opinion, is a lot more stubborn fish. If he don't want to bite, he ain't gonna bite. A white crappie, if, you, if it's a white crappie down there, and you know it's a white crappie, you, you, most time you can you can make him mad enough. You can make him bite. They, right. they just seem like they're a little bit more aggressive on average. Uh huh. And you have both pop, good population of both of them here yeah, on Sandy um, Cooper or not? Predominantly black. Your bigger oh. fish are gonna be black, but uh -huh. we do have we do have a lot of white fish, and we have good quality white fish. You just you know you. You don't see many, you don't see as many white fish over two pounds as you do the black crappie. You see a lot bigger, healthier black crappie on this lake than you do white crappie. Um, right. It seems like the population of white crappie is not as, is not as thick as it was when I was a kid. But there's still, you know, there's times you can still come down here and catch a cooler full of white ones. Right. But so it's, it's, you got to look at it. You got. It's going to be two different patterns. I mean, they're they they they're patterns rarely overlap. They're always right. on, they're always on a different 
different uh-huh. pattern. So what's the uh, size limit and what's the, the total a, amount of crappie you can have one day? Eight inch statewide size limit. Uh-huh. Eight inch crappie is not a very big crappie. No. And um, it's 20 per person fish. 20 per person. 20 per person. In general, how many people do you take out in your boat when you're guiding? The most that I can take at one time is three people just uh-huh. because I fish out of a bass boat. Right. Two, three people, you know, it gets a little crowded. You know, it's, we make it work. Two, pe- two people is a perfect number. Uh-huh. So, and what do you usually are you also teaching like electronics oh, yeah. too? Is I, I that teach, the deal? I teach the live scope, teach them, you know, especially if they people that have live scope, if they need help setting it up, I, I, uh-huh. you know, I'll, I'll help them out with that as well. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about um, the things that you're using to catch them. Are you when you're single poling? Are you way out there using 16 foot long pole or using a more like an eight or ten. Me, ninety percent of the time, I'm gonna have an eight foot precision eight. cast rod in my hand. That's I'm gonna always be. I try to stay thirty to forty foot off the brush and uh-huh. cast to them. Because certain times of year down here, you know, these fish down here get spooky. Though they might not swim off the brush, but they they definitely can, definitely can feel your presence, and they'll get to where they don't want to bite. So I I try to stay as far off of them as I can. Like I said, ninety percent of the time, I'm gonna have an eight foot casting rod in my hand. Yeah, and what kind of line do you use? Then? Um, I'm always using six pound slime line. That's what I. Oh. That's what I always use. Um, you and know, that's I, monofilament, right? That's monofilament. Is it high vis kind of? I, I use I use two kinds. I use the high yeah. vis sometimes, and if the water okay. gets real clear, I'll use the um, super stretch edition. Okay. So what's special about that? Why is it called super stretch? Because it, it's it's in the name. It's got um it's monofilament, but it also stretches. Yeah. And I don't. But most monofilaments can stretch. But when most monofilaments monofilament stretches the next time it stretches it pops this line the catch fever not catch fever the um, championship edition not only stretches it also yeah. recoils so if it's oh. good if you're catching big fish you know you hook you'll set the hook on those fish it's like having a, an extra drag in your line because it's that line of stretch and give so to keep that f- big fish from popping off right the, so i'll use that i use that most of the time i'll use that if i'm fishing a tournament just because it gives me a little bit of extra confidence on Keeping those big fish on the hook. Yeah. So uh, if someone was coming to fish uh, Sandy Cooper, what what kind of tips would you give them? So they're coming in. They've never been here before. Be careful because these lakes, this is, both these lakes are dangerous, especially the upper lake. There's, it's full of stumps. If you don't know, you better idle. Because, um, you know, even in the river channel, we have a lot of logs that move around. So you got to be careful. These, these are dangerous lakes. There's, like I said, there's stumps everywhere. There's, you can. There's not really many places on this lake that's 100% safe to run, right. unless you really know it. And even if you really know it, you still have a chance of hitting a floating log because they're they're everywhere. Right. Wow. So you born and raised here. Yep. What's the biggest crappie you've ever caught on this lake? This one, like right here, is just under three pounds. I've wow. never, I've never been able to break a three pounder on this lake. You got a two, two point eight, two point nine. I've caught two nineties. I don't know how many of them I've caught, but I've never been able to break three pounds. I've caught multiple that were that were a drop of water away from it, but I've never been able to break three pounds. Wow! And and of course, uh, Sandy Cooper is known for catfishing. I bet you've caught a, when you're catfishing or some or when you're crappie fishing, you probably caught a big cat too. Oh, I've, huh? I've caught multiple big catfish down here. This place is full of big catfish. Do uh, catfish interfere with the crappie fishing? So, sometimes you'll you'll see a brush pile and you'll see a big catfish sail through every now and then it'll run yeah. them off but 
You know, you can't sell them, but it's, you know, it's. They run them off. They're seventy pounds. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's like a shark swimming through. It's gonna run. It's gonna run them off. But that's something you gotta deal with. It's, you know, that's this. Unfortunately, in my opinion, unfortunately, this lake's known for the catfishing. I'm, I'm a crappy fisherman. I'd, you know, I'd rather it be known for crappy fishing, but it's, it's got some monster cats in it. So when you were younger, you had the opportunity to to fish the lake. Did you fish every day up there when you were young and in the summer? And every day that I wasn't in school, I was on the water somewhere. Wow! <laughs> I'm like I said, I, I grew up fishing the upper end, up in the swamp. That's where I grew up. Uh-huh. I grew up fishing. That's where my roots are, and still love it up there. But I don't, I don't know if there's an inch on either one of these lakes that I haven't been over at least once. Right, right. What a great place. So. Um, Tell us uh, real quick a little bit about the canal, so because they'll see it on the map and they may not understand what that is. It's all it is, is is a canal that connects the upper lake and the lower lake. It's just a straight straight shot. You can you can put anywhere up on the you can put anywhere on the upper lake. Run down run down the upper lake. Run through the canal. Run across the lower lake, and you can go through the locks and go right on to Charleston to the ocean. Okay, straight shot. Wow, how far is the ocean? Um, from here, from right here, we're and we're about middle of the canal. You all, like I said, all you have to do is run down. You're about halfway to canal, run across the lake. Once you get to the locks, you dumps into the Cooper River. You're probably only 45 minutes from Charleston. Wow, that's close. All right, well that takes us to a tackle time. Tackle time sponsored by Pico Lures. They carry a complete line of hard and soft baits. So you can check them out online at picolures.com. Matt. They want to get hold of you, go on a guide trip. Where where they get in touch with you, and, and uh, what social media do you have? They can check me out on Facebook at Outlaw Outlaw Outdoors Guide Service, or they can give me a call at 803-413-8236. There you go. There you have it. Like I always like to end the show, make sure you keep your hook sharp, your lures in the water. Thank you.